patient, Jew. <laughs> Thank you. I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it's palpable. Okay, so welcome to the Just for Today cast here at Broken Helm. I'm JP. Uh, I am an addict. Um, I'm in recovery. Been almost eight months. I've got one of my partner host, co-host today, switching roles. We do that from time to time. Scott Rambo. And yeah. Yep. Tell us about and yourself. I'm, I'm also an addict, and I'm a recovered addict and alcoholic uh, and a veteran. And I like that you say this is something that's been in past cast that you're a recovered alcoholic. Yes, I am a recovered alcoholic. I like that because that's different. And I remember we've talked about that before being a recover in recovery or recovering. But you, along with uh, one of our past guests, Eli, mm-hmm. has said you are recovered. Yeah, there's like uh, 30 or 40 places in the big book where it says recovered. That's like awesome. We have recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. Like, I'm not hopeless today. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you are hopeless, but um, <laughs> maybe not with your, your alcoholic. And we have our uh, <laughs> esteemed guest today, Judah Litke. Let's tell us a little bit about yourself today. What brings you here, buddy? Yeah. I was asked to be on this podcast. <laughs> who, who, who asked you? <laughs> who, I want to uh, know. <laughs> this is shenanigans. No, I, uh, yeah. I too am an alcoholic and an addict, recovered, mm-hmm. um, recovered. by the grace of God. Amen. How long uh, have you actually, been the, recovered? Actually, the title page of uh, our literature, the mm-hmm. title page talks about uh, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered. Yep. That's like the first thing it ever says in the book. Yeah. I'm familiar. So I can, yeah. I can get down with that. You're down with that? I can get down with All that. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, what that, is that's it? your choice. What, <laughs> is it, what does that mean to you when you, like, I, I, like I, I look at it from, as I mentioned, the standpoint, I'm no longer hopeless. What does it mean to you? Yeah. So for me, it, it, it just means I'm, I've been recovered from a hopeless mind, uh, state of mind and body. Okay. That I don't have yeah. to wake up needing a drink or a drug. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm cured of alcoholism or drug addiction. It means that I've recovered from that hopeless state. Exactly cool. what Scott said. So so are you um, recovered from, from both drinking and drugs? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so what do you do now? Like, now that you're recovered, what, 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 what gets you that fix in life so much? Uh, like, you know, you need stuff, something to do. One of the, one of the things that I, that I've, noticed in my recovery so far is one of our biggest enemies i think it's in the literature too somewhere um boredom Mm. you know i mean when i've been bored i'm I'm not working right now this is kind of my job but interesting boredom can get that for me and you start thinking about the good times yeah when your your addiction mind is telling you that they were good times obviously they weren't yeah i was having this conversation with someone yeah uh, just the other day and they were like i don't know i've been i've been sober for like 18 months Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I love being sober. I'm not, I'm not complaining, but you know, I feel like I'm just missing that oomph, you know, like we're like, it's just so boring sometimes exactly this, yeah. this problem. Right. And it hit me like, like I've been addicted to chaos. Yeah. Oh, you've said that before. That's interesting. You know? Yeah. That's I like, I don't know what it means to live a normal life by just waking up, you know, praying, meditating, having breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have I don't have my own family yet, but like hopefully one day and like going, Someone else's? going to work, <laughs> <laughs> home record, <laughs> going to work, you know, having a meaningful day, mm-hmm. making a difference in someone else's life, come um, eating in between, right. coming home, you know, chilling out and like going to sleep and doing it again. And and, and hopefully uh, 
you know, yeah. just having having meaning in your life in that way is so uh, boring. It, it's just so different <laughs> than than what than what we're used to, right? So it's like I'm addicted to I'm not just addicted to drugs and alcohol. I'm addicted to chaos. Mm-hmm. I like my whole lifestyle when I'm running is, you know, part part of the high is like searching for it and running around and worry and 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 the worry and the stress of like wh- how I'm gonna pick up and and you know yeah. and, and the the hiding the lying the, the stealing the thievery the manipulation the vindictiveness all of that stuff is it all adds up to just one big chaotic jumble yeah you know and when that's gone what do you, you know? Do? What do you are, and then I'm like, oh, I must be, I must be bored. Yeah, you know? yeah. it's like no, it's all gone. <laughs> no. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's a lifestyle change. Yeah, and and uh, not in a sense, like like flat out, it's a lifestyle change if you choose it. And so, what you what do you do now that the chaos is, that chaos has kind of subsided? You've done that lifestyle change. What what fills up your time right now? Sure. So, I mean, I work. A lot, mm-hmm. you know, work, uh, work addiction might be a thing. It is a thing. You know? Yeah, no, that, I, I don't yeah. think I am a work addict, but I do definitely spend a lot of time at work. Tendencies, okay. maybe. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, there's different types of work. You know, what type of work do you do? So I work for the Autism Society. Really? Yeah, working with uh, people with on the autism spectrum, which okay. is a very, very wide spectrum. It is very, yeah, yeah. like but, so wide. And and recently it's even widened because they took off like it used to be like Asperger's was considered was a considered thing, yeah and now it's just everything's on the spectrum right you know but yeah I mean I I spend a lot of time working with people with special needs and developmental disorders and it's very meaningful work you know yeah. it's not easy it's kind of stressful sometimes and maybe there's a part of me that you know wants a little bit of that chaos where it's like. You know, I'm dealing with someone who, you know, can't take care of themselves and, and you know, mm-hmm. it's not in a box. Right. You know, the, my worst ni- yeah. yeah, my worst nightmare would be sitting at a desk for eight hours a day. Okay. okay. I did that inactive addiction. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, that's a trigger then. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's interesting. My, um, yeah. so I have, uh, I have a couple brothers and a sister and, um, one of my brothers has a little boy that is autistic and it was, it was difficult. For we don't the, say autistic anymore. We don't want to use on the term? spectrum person with autism, person with autism. Yes. He is. A, he is a little person with autism. <laughs> And it was, um, it, it, it was different. <laughs> I'm sorry. Person with autism. Is he, no, no, when you say little person. No, did you get me? Yeah. No, I didn't mean like he was a dwarf. No, no, okay. he's not a dwarf. I'm just checking. Yeah. You know? No, he's, uh, no, he's young. He's like five. And he, everybody in the family knew it before my brother Paul and, um, his wife Nadine were really able to, like, they did, I, I don't think they wanted to have, if they acknowledged it, then it meant it was a reality and it was something they had to contend with and they didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm familiar with that because it, it's it's in my family. For sure. And like I was talking to a friend the other day who who's still up in New York where I'm from originally. I was going to ask that because yeah. I heard it. You heard it. I heard a couple things. I had some <laughs> my uh, my ex-wife's family is from New York. Yeah. And I heard uh, I heard some of that in there. I was yeah. like, I was going to ask, well, where are you from, buddy? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where, where do the Litkeys hail from? A, a little more on that in a minute. But, yeah. But uh, so he, he works with autism, with uh, 
people with, with autism. People with autism. People with autism. <laughs> okay. Um, up in New York, and and he's been reaching out to me like several times over the last couple of weeks. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't deal. Like, really? Yeah. You know, especially when you deal with someone with behaviors, mm-hmm. and like they're punching, they're screaming, they're running, they're kicking, they're like, you know. Yeah. And he's also a person in recovery. Okay. Who's you know dealing with this shit and. You really have to like ask yourself, like, is this what I want to do? Is this not only is this what I want to do, but is this something that is good for me right now? Yeah, you know, because yeah. when the the funny thing is, is I, I was working like a solar energy job down here, okay, um, making probably like double or triple what I was what I make now, mm-hmm. right? And it was sucking the serenity out of me. Okay, really? I couldn't. Yeah, I was doing sales door to door. Ooh, no, 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 no. Terrible, no, no. Yeah. right? Okay. It was just terrible. 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 It wasn't great. It was terrible. <laughs> terrible. And uh, <laughs> and I made the switch because I wanted to do something meaningful with my life, and it, and, yeah. and and it was worth it for me, right? But now I have when I come to work, you know, when any of us in this field come to work, we have to we leave everything going on in our personal lives. It has to be left at the door. It right. does. What? Is, I don't you know? understand. What do you mean? Like for well, example, I can't. I can't. I, I'm having a bad day. I'm having a stressful day. Okay. I'm worried about something. I'm afraid of something. I'm pissed off at something. Okay. I I pick up uh, my participant as we call them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna go, you know, spend the next four hours together. If I bring my personal life and my worries and stress into this next four hours, mm-hmm. that's bad. I mean, that's, that's bad news bears for him. That's and, unfair. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 to think and. Excuse me. Don't think that like they don't pick up on that. Right. Really? Okay. Yeah. So like with autism, it's a developmental disorder. So mm-hmm. the and it comes out socially. So if you're talking to someone with autism, it may come across as though like they have no idea what's going on, right? Because they have no idea how to express themselves. Okay. Right? Can they process? Their, their brains are working fine. So they can process what you're saying. They just don't know how to get it out. Is yeah, that what you're and saying? And I come in with that bad energy. Okay. They're processing it. Yeah. I I had, oh. I had a participant the other day. He was like, um, he's a he's a runner. Okay, so we go to the mall, okay. and he wants to run everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. He wants to run to <laughs> Barnes cool. and Noble. He wants to run okay. to the bookstore. That would be a nightmare. Run, one of nah. his one of his like uh, one of his goals, so to speak, mm-hmm. is like getting him to slow down when he walks. Literally. So he's like a toddler. So you. So let me. He's ask. like twenty eight. Yeah, you but I mean, like, like, but that's that you work with each participant. Yeah. Like so, like it'd be like my goal with Scott. Is to quit picking his eye in the middle of a, a podcast. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and then, like after each after each uh, podcast, you would like check off if that goal was met or not. Met or not. Yeah. <laughs> that, face, that's what that's what our producer's doing with his whiteboard over there. He's, yeah. You know, but anyway, so this right. guy he 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 wants to run all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And last week there was the you know it was particularly bad. And after like the ninth, tenth, eleventh time, I was like. I was like, dude, like we have to slow down, like a little harsher than I normally would. Right. Okay. And he looked at me. He like did an about face, and he was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> oh, oh man! Wow. And I'm like, "Oh my fucking god!" It was almost like robotic. Oh yeah, very robotic. Yeah, but, yeah. But, it, but he picked up on that energy immediately. An instant. Wow, that's amazing. And I was like, "Oh my god, I really got to be careful." You know? Yeah, but also. That's also a good thing because picking up on it and processing it and responding. That, Absolutely. That's a great step for, for the participant. <clears throat> if, if I'm, am I right? On that? For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that's rare. Cause I, uh, my, my, my girlfriend used to work, I think at the autism society or with people with autism. 
participant, so to speak. And she right. would tell me about this. And I also have some some people in my family with autism. And I've known some of these things you're saying. So they, they, they are connecting. And she had described she had one participant that she took to uh, the one of the botanical gardens mm-hmm. over, I think, near UNCA. And that was their, I, 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 if I'm, I'm correct, there's routines that people with autism. They're very into schedules. Very into yeah. schedules. And if you're off on that, it can just. Messes everything up. Right. And there's one that her participant where she said, wanted to go there. They went there every day that she was with them. And they wanted to walk ahead of that person, of, of, yeah. of my girlfriend. And mm-hmm. if she ever went up, like, it wasn't a fit, but it was a reminder, like, very stern. Like, I'm doing this by myself. I got this. And okay. so I think a common misconception, like you said, like their brains are working fine, but or mostly or fine. mostly fine. Mm-hmm. But the, the common misconception is that that they're not that that there's something there and, and, and they're and, oblivious. Right. Yeah. And, and no, they're very. And that I think that's huge. But that's also a reminder. You got to you do have to watch it. But when you said check it at the door, that's and you were you're like, well, that? I don't know. What? It's like when we're talking about for us. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. It's uh, it's like it's for, like deja vu all over again. <laughs> it's like for when you, you you get home from work, they always the, the saying has always been you know check your shit at the door. Don't yeah. bring your work home with you. Yeah, I mean, we, so for you, it's don't bring your home don't bring to your work. home to work. And that's awesome to yeah. to to imagine that. I don't know. That's that's kind of blowing my mind. Yeah, I um. So a, a question about that. You said like he picked up on that energy like mm-hmm. immediately. Do you find that they're um that that more than people who are not on the spectrum do they do is it been your experience that they're more like they're they're more in tune with being able to pick up on that than like normal people for lack of a better term or is it random or like are they just more in tune to be able to sense a person's energy and have it affect them in some way shape or form i'm I'm not sure okay i i want to i want to hypothesize and this is totally my opinion and Mm -hmm. not backed up by anything okay but I would want to hypothesize that similar to the way a blind person develops Senses. very good hearing, mm-hmm. okay, someone who struggles with that might be able to um, develop a, a keener sense of picking up on energy and and uh, and what's the word? Emotion or no? Just responding. Oh. T- crazy word. Responding. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. And just learning how and and getting a keener sense of, of people's energies and responding quicker and more effectively mm-hmm. than, you know, one of us. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What's that, what's that classic uh, novel about? It talks about like people's energies, picking up on people's energies. It's like in the Aztec ruins. Do you have any idea what I'm oh, talking about? Oh, I do know, but the mm-hmm. name is, uh, the name I'll... is slipping my mind. Okay. But Might anyway. have to have the producer look it up. Yeah, <laughs> Google it. Okay, not like he's busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like in a in a similar vein, just like in that in yeah. that book, he talks about how people who 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 spend time with it and study it and learn it and and develop and get more spiritual, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right. can mm-hmm. can develop a very keen sense of someone else's energy. So I'm sitting here, you know, if I'm sitting next to a very beautiful woman. I don't have to say anything, but if she's sensing my energy, she'll she'll be very turned off because I'm having some crazy thoughts in my right. mind. It's almost right. like enlightenment, right. so to speak, the Aztec yeah. version of it. Sure, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, Aztec enlightenment. Aztec our... enlightenment. So, uh, join us on Wednesdays. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll be talking about that next Wednesday. So you, you you know you mentioned you mentioned development and everything. Have you have um, something that comes to mind is like um, being able to 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 work with um, what was the term you used them not clients participants uh, participants yeah with your participants to kind of participate in their to, own life right to to kind of help with that um, that that running. But we'll use that as an example, like not just physical, but, you know, if their minds are running or mm-hmm. in situations like that, do, um, what about meditation? Like bring, you know, using mindful meditation, like implementing with them, with them like, Ooh. like calming techniques, like not focus, like, okay, calm in the moment, but I mean like setting the tone. Well, cause you know, like in the program we meditate in the morning, sure. we meditate in the evening. Have, have you, so yeah, there is a, I mean, I don't have experience with that with most of them, mm-hmm. but one of them does actually have in his goals to practice really? breathing techniques. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So it's very case by case. Oh, it's so case by yeah, case. Yeah, because okay. I've heard that about autism is, I don't know. Okay, for an example, when someone has Down's syndrome, there are physical aspects that you can see. With autism, there's no, like you can't tell physically. There's Usually. not a person. That's what, I mean, from what I've read is, is, yeah. is that there's not a, a physical sign like you could see with, with down syndrome or, or something. So it is a very much, um, interpersonal. It affects the interpersonal communication a lot, uh, with that, which is what he's working on. Right. What I want to know is this, it takes, it sounds like it takes a lot of patience to work with participants. So coming, like you said, your friend, who, uh, who's working in New York in the same field and said, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. That, how did, has that, have you ever gotten there in, in your work? Like, because you are in recovery, how long are you in recovery? Have you been recovered? Uh, this time, this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not, yeah. we're not, we're not adding. You're uh, not a one hit wonder. <laughs> oh, no. no. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's a one hit wonder. wonder. Yeah, oh, he is. Congrats. Thank man. you, bud. Uh, don't let anyone tell you that it's not possible. Right. right. That's my, that's my, that was my biggest fear. Yeah. But I had a, 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 we've talked about this on another show, a serendipitous yeah. moment where this, yeah. the speaker at the first group I went to, room I went to was, it was a celebration sure. and it was it like two years and it was his first time through. And that, it was so crazy because that day I was freaking out like seven times I have to go seven times. You right. Know, the average, right. To like right. rehab. Yeah. yeah. Or, and or, so. Yeah. For that to be my like, biggest worry that benchmark. day, yeah. 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 So that jumped me to the step of higher power because I was like, I was like, this has got to be something. Something put me in this room right now to hear that when I needed to. Sure. Yeah. But sorry, I digress. But yeah, um, I've been sober since January. January. Yeah, 2019. Good. Okay. Yeah. Just beat me. I got arrested just a little bit after you that sent me on my <laughs> my my cleanliness path, <laughs> so to speak. But, and did, yeah. did you get uh, you guys over here in Asheville or in New York or? I got sober in Delray, Florida. Florida. Oh my okay. God! I know Delray. Yeah. Why did they just not? Tale have, of two cities. Yeah. They just don't have good drugs down there or something. And you were like, yeah, might as well get sober. <laughs> I actually went what? to. <laughs> what is the rehab capital of the country? Florida Delray is, is not just the rehab capital of yeah. the country; it's the rehab capital of the world. Yeah. Re- yeah. yeah. Like Delray, most, most rehabs per capita in yeah. the state of Florida in the in the world in the world are in the state of Florida. Are in Delray, Florida. And, yeah. Oh, in yes. Delray, Florida. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, it's oh. A it's, a, it's an area. Yeah. yeah. It's an area. Okay, I didn't know that. You know, and that includes like Delray, Boynton, a little bit of Boca. Okay. Boca. Boca, Boca, Boca Raton. Boca Ranton. Boca Ranton. Boca Ranton. Boca Ranton. Raton. That's the New York way to say it. <laughs> and, Boca mo- and, most, and most of the people there are from New York. So. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I lived in Central Florida. I know that for a fact. Uh, yeah, but I got sober. Uh, yeah, so I mean, 
I I bottomed out this past like this final time in New York. Okay, that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. Okay. So um, you, you traveled to there. I traveled right. to Delray. I don't know how I got there. Yeah, I was gonna say, really? did you do that? No memory of it. No Detoxing memory. or uh-huh. yeah, that was. That I, was I trip. my first stop was a detox in Stewart, Florida. Okay. okay. Um, but I have no idea how I got to Florida. Um, wow. I mean, I do know now, but I don't I have right. no recollection. Okay. So you um, were you were under the influence when you oh, yeah. made I that I mean, I was always a firm believer that whenever I was going to get sober, so and I've bang. tried several times, mm-hmm. you know, so each time that, like, I made that decision to, like, go for it, yeah. I needed to go in guns blazing. Ah, uh, okay. One last hurrah yeah, type thing? That's just, yeah, that's just the way I saw it. Okay. That's, you know? that's a common way to see it. It was though, almost yeah. like, like... I'm not going to be that loser who shows up to detox sober. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's you know? let's touch on that mentality. <laughs> the, this is my uh, mentality. Yeah. When I'm fucked up. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So no, I get sure. that. I get that. Uh, yeah. And that's a con. I mean, to uh, be yeah. honest, to me, that's a common mentality. Oh, very common. Because no one shows up to detox sober. No. Yeah. When no. I I got arrested, spent six days in jail. I remember detoxing in jail. Mm-hmm. It was the worst time ever. And then I got bailed out randomly because my family was leaving me in there. So I got bailed out, and I knew I was going to a program where you and I met at yeah. the VA. Yeah, at the VA. And I knew I had like four days. What did I do? I went right to the trap house. Sure. And I remember walking in going, yep, <laughs> they got some. You know, like you could, I could you just could, smell, oh, you it. smell it. I could, yeah. f- I could even feel it. Like my my arm hairs because I went six days that, without anything. That's that 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 developed intuition. Yeah. Walking the dope house, be like, I know they got the good good here. Yeah, my, yeah, it was yeah. My, it was my spidey yeah. sense. Spidey sense. And yep. and I remembered that same mentality. Like if I'm going dope sensors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, you got it. You got to give it up. No, they they like I had that mentality. I remember saying. If I'm going in four days, I'm I'm gonna do as much as I can in four days because I'm not gonna in my mind it was I'm not gonna do it again. It wasn't so right. much as I'm not gonna be the the loser that shows up to the program sober. It was because I was actually thinking I don't want to go through this detox again. Yeah, but I knew it was gonna be medicated assisted if if needed, you know, for mm-hmm. for health reasons. But I remember saying, if I'm done, one last th- one last ride, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, and it's been different like different times that I've tried getting sober like. Uh, previous times you know a number of years ago that last hurrah for me was real really the main reason why i did that was because i wasn't interested in getting sober and it was like oh my parents are forcing me to go to treatment yeah like and i'm and i'm leaving a week from monday well guess what i'm gonna do as many fucking drugs as i can between now and then yeah Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because i didn't want to stop what made you what what made you go this time yeah what made you oh my life was over oh you oh you Uh, oh yeah you said you bottomed out yeah, it was it was all over. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there was. Uh, so you made that <laughs> conscious decision yourself, or did someone yeah, suggest mean, it? Well, I I'm eternally grateful that I have a family and a support network. Good that you know were pushing me for the longest time to, okay. you know, finally do yeah. something about it. Um, back in, I relapsed. In uh, September of 18. In New York? Yeah, after having a year and a half sober. Okay. Mm. Dry as fuck. Um, You white knuckling it? Yeah, I mean, just so dry. What do you mean by dry? Like not not doing any of the yeah. work, no 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 steps, no. I mean, I had a sponsor, never called him. You okay. know, 
thinking that I could survive on going to meetings and like fellowship vicariously through other people's recovery. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, inevitably relapsed in September 18. Uh, I went on a five month run, right? Through January, through the middle of January. It's a good run. No. Yeah, it was pretty solid. <laughs> it was pretty solid. <laughs> but, uh, it, I got to that point where, you know, it talks about in part of our literature, it talks about, you know, eventually this man will get to that jumping off point. Mm hmm. Where he can't imagine his life with alcohol and drugs. Yeah. And he can't imagine his life without it. And you found that place. It's almost like purgatory. Yeah. It's like, ah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, description. Not, yeah. Not, not a perfect scenario. <laughs> perfect scenario. I love purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> it really felt that way yeah, for me. Yeah, it does. And yeah. just the mad, and I'm sure you guys can relate because you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And that, yeah. to be in that point, to be in that spot, like there was only one logical solution. Mm-hmm. And that was to not exist anymore. Not to go to treatment. <laughs> of course that. not. Fuck that yeah. shit. <laughs> didn't work, right? Never never did anything that suggested of me, but it didn't work. Right. right? Sure. I didn't put yeah. in the work, but I expected it to magically work. Sucks. Um yeah. twelve steps sucks. Um never did them, right? Right, <laughs> right yeah. Um so the only logical solution was it's it's all over. It's done. Yeah. It's done, you know? And but Did you contemplate suicide? I tried to. I think that tried yeah. to con- didn't work. Wait, I was picking up on that, yeah. by the way. You tried to yeah. contemplate suicide or you tried suicide? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... What? No, I I failed. You failed. I okay. failed at suicide. I, I was okay. an abject failure. Mm, um, I did, um, yeah, I did five, five and failed all five times. God, yeah. you suck. I know, I suck. I just <laughs> why, can't... Why, get... why you gotta one-up me, Scott? I, well, I tried hanging myself. I tried shooting myself. <laughs> Um, I tried ODing on on um, on heroin. I shot up my first time more heroin than I than like it was ridiculous. And yeah. I lived through that. And then I tried it with cocaine. Someone wants it. And around. I tried to crash my car once into a guardrail and kill myself too. Yeah, I'm pe- supposed to be here for some. You're reason. supposed to be here. I've, I've heard I've heard of someone yeah. like that that went through a similar like steps like you did. And they said it was I think it was a comedian in recovery. Okay. And he said all I could think was. Man, I suck at everything. Yeah, I can't even. I can't, I can't even, even successfully kill myself. Kill myself. <laughs> nope. And I've got that same well, one time. Yeah, I think I learned from the one time. Can we say his name? Hmm? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Artie Lang, right? No, it wasn't Artie Lang. Yeah, it was. No, no, no. He, he, I think he had the same thing. But it was uh, a guy that we watched in recovery. What's his name? He he goes around and oh, talks that, to that guy. Yeah, the comedian dude. He, they he's a comedian video, yeah. that talks yep. to institutions. Like he goes around, and travels, and only does it. And he's on, usually on the West Coast. I can't remember his Mark? name. Mark. Yeah, because I saw him in... But Bald Artie, guy? Artie Lang, yeah. Simil- yeah, he has a similar thing. Yeah, that's Artie not what Lang I was going for. Yeah. Right. I read, really? I read okay. that in Artie Lang's book. Yeah, he, yeah. He tried so. to kill himself with pills, and he talked about how he, he <laughs> he's such a failure. He yeah, couldn't even... Like he couldn't even yeah. Well, the guy, the guy Mark, uh, actually, he had a gun, and he, he broke into a hotel room, and it was one of those hourly motel rooms, and he broke into it. I'm very familiar with those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember they 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 have a certain aroma when you're in those. Yes, they. And do. I would never use a black light. It probably looked like a Jackson Pollock painting. Oh god, but, um, no, you don't want to do that. So he had he actually had a pistol that he picked up off one of his because he was homeless and he picked it up off a uh, uh, a fellow homeless person that passed away that okay. had found the body but just took he took knew the, the guy carried a gun, grabbed the gun off of him, went to the hotel room, put it in his mouth, pulled the trigger, and he said that click that he heard was like the most ominous just deep thing yeah but 
he opened his eyes after that. So he's like, man, I can't even fucking do this right, you know? Yeah. So it is yeah. the same thing. Yeah. I was just referencing something different. But, but either um, way, yeah. How many, so you mentioned you've, you've, you've tried and failed mm-hmm. at that one thing that we won't try again, right? Because we've got a good idea. We've got good lease on life now. And <laughs> and then and then recovery, like you, you, how many times have you gone through a program? Uh, well, you have to define program. Or how many times have you tried to get sober? It checked in, checked into somewhere, or or, uh, or, or uh. checked into somewhere th- uh, four times. Okay, three then, times. Were they were they all in like on East Coast? Did you do any of the West Coast? Did you do any all, broad? All East Coast, New York and Florida. New York okay. and Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you? I was tri- in. I was in an IOP for ten months in Manhattan. Oh, in where? Man- Manhattan. 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 Man. <laughs> Not the Bronx. New York City. New York yeah. City. Huh. But uh, <laughs> so hey, I'm detoxing here. <laughs> Forget about it. But uh, so you've done. You said all East Coast. Um, yes. I mean, not for lack of trying on the West Coast. Right. Um, there were, you know, a lot of. I had therapists and mm. and 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 specialists and yeah. case managers and. Ooh, I love those. I had a. <laughs> I had a I I was in Israel. We'll talk about that. But oh, I really, a, I was in Israel for six months at one point. What the heck were you doing in Israel? Officially, school. So, okay. <laughs> unofficially, unofficially, jack shit. Uh, okay. <laughs> I I have the exact same story for El Salvador. Or my dad sent me there to go to Spanish school, and he's like, "So how's Spanish school doing?" I'm like. Great. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it would have been better if you said bueno. <laughs> yeah. It's going so bueno. It's really bueno. Boy, boy bueno. Boy. Padre. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I had, like, a case manager there uh-huh. who was, like... In Israel? Pa- yeah, like, my okay. parents set up, like, a case manager and an addiction counselor and a this and a that, um, trying to, like, set me up with... Mm-hmm different like uh, you yeah. know different options of what i was going to do okay. back in new york um i had specialists telling me to go to treatment in la a treatment in uh arizona a treatment in yeah fucking who knows where mm-hmm. right tennessee Punxsutawney, pennsylvania <laughs> <laughs> um eventually sell- settled on delray this past time okay but yeah so let's go to Israel. Yeah, let's talk about what's Israel. up with this. Israel. So, so you were so you going went to school. To, you went to school. You mentioned you mentioned earlier. You said it felt like purgatory. Um, we, so was it like prior? jumping? Yeah, that's what I do. I yeah. jump. It's awesome. I love it. I but remember, the purgatory I wasn't in Israel. You meant, just no, no. But you mentioned you mentioned purgatory. Then you mentioned Israel. Like, were you there for? Uh, was it like high school? Like, did you go to parochial school? Like a Catholic school or something like no, that? No, I'm uh, Jewish. Oh, okay. Yeah. So shalom. That's why I said shalom. When I, I, yeah, yeah when I, I, I picked that up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shabbat shalom, by the way. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Um, Shabbat shalom. Adonai Whoa. Ooh. What? Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I know a little. Welcome to the club. Opa, that's great. I can do the I can do the little like the dance and stuff. There's only one dance you really need to know. What's that? Yep. That one. I remember that one. Yeah. Light bulbs. Yep. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So I, I grew up in a you know ultra orthodox community. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm originally from Brooklyn, right. but we moved uh, upstate, not really upstate, Rockland County, which is like 30 miles north of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was five. Um, so most of my childhood grew up outside the city, but I still consider myself from Brooklyn because it's 
Fucking cool. Yeah. You um, gotta say it. Who wouldn't say it? Well, I'm from White Plains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Rockland County. <laughs> no, I'm from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, um, very religious, Orthodox community, family, everyone's religious. Um, I went to Jewish schools my whole life. Mm. Um, elementary school, private Jewish school, high school, private Jewish high school. On the weekends, Hebrew school? Um, no, this mm. is Hebrew school. No, I mean, yeah. like, you didn't have, like, well, I was thinking for the bar mitzvah. Don't you have classes for a bar mitzvah before? To do that reading that I was just like repeating. When you get to read out the Torah. Torah. Well, actually, when you read the Torah. Growing yeah. up the way I did, you don't need those classes. Oh, because, because it was Orthodox. You yeah. are. That's what you are. Like yeah. you grow up with that. Okay. okay. That was that was second nature. That was. Heck yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm yeah, not no. trying to be like offensive, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, this is legit. Like wondering because one of my best friends growing up was Hebrew, but they were not Orthodox. So he yeah, only went different. to to uh, 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 temple. Is it? Or synagogue. 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 Shul. He, yeah, shul. He went there to learn to read the Torah for this for the, the the bar mitzvah and then they had the Orlando Magic Cheerleaders at the the, the hotel bar- that they rented out for his bar mitzvah. Like they were wealthy as all get out. Like, so they got the Orlando Magic Cheerleaders for his bar mitzvah. For his bar mitzvah. That was just like a like the same thing as having a a, a chocolate fountain. Like that was just like a little throw yeah. in. But and, it was but amazing. That's the difference really between you know some of those sects yeah and the the really orthodox right. sect is that i mean there's no you there's not, no fun and games so you didn't really. ha- you like didn't. they had a party afterwards but you don't have those i grew up with you know i didn't i mean i needed lessons for my bar mitzvah because i i i read the whole torah portion oh mm-hmm. wow i read the whole thing um so i needed lessons you know, leading up to that to like really nail it down. Yeah, yeah. But my my father gave those to me because right. he was a like professional reader. Oh wow. Um, he still is, and so I got that <laughs> straight from him. Yeah. And I was getting that as a little kid. You know, I was okay. always like really into it. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a singer. I'm yeah. a musician. So like, you know, it, it's very. Uh, it's very the reading is very musical. So okay. you're a you're a musician. I'm a right. singer first. Singer, singer. first. Okay. Yeah. Singer. My brother's a musician. He's a pianist first. So yeah, I know. Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> so he. Uh, so do you, you know Hebrew very well? Uh, well, you did at one point maybe or something. Yeah. Do you sing in it? I can sing in Hebrew. You yeah. can. Yeah. Do you practice? I was that? doing I was doing weddings. Really. Up in New York. Uh, Jewish weddings. Is this and like everything? A, everything I sang was a wedding singer. Is this yeah, like a whole awesome. Adam Sandler wedding singer type kind? Of Not thing? at all. <laughs> Not <laughs> at all. Oh, okay. he's, yeah, he's absolutely amazing. I was watching his videos just earlier today. Really? So you got videos? Unbelievable. Like of your performances and stuff. We well, got some. <laughs> we got some. We got some Instagram clips. Yeah, cool. I was IG. Awesome. Yeah. No. So like. Yeah. You know. He like. If I if I go to Israel um, and I try to converse with with an Israeli, mm-hmm. you know, I would be speaking very broken Hebrew with that. Right, okay. right. But when it comes to like a lot of the songs and prayers and everything, that's like second nature. That is like yeah. right off the tip of my tongue. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So so you're in Israel, yeah. right? You had you said you had therapists and case managers and stuff. Um, oh yeah. When so, did you, when did you go there? Were, yeah, you, were so, you still young? Were you a teenager? Like so, like I said, I went to a private Jewish elementary, mm-hmm. private Jewish high school. Post high school, I went to a private Jewish uh, college. You could say, mm-hmm. okay. you know, they did offer credits, but it was completely the, the curriculum was completely religious. Okay. Oh wow. All sure. study Torah study Talmud. All that. Wow. 
I was there for three years. That was in New Jersey. Um, oh, that was in Jersey. That, that was, was in Jersey. Jersey. Oh, Jersey. okay. All right. That's three years post high school in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Okay. After that, so you guys ever heard of like the year in Israel? Yes. The year. Yeah, the but year. but explain it no. because we so don't the have year in Israel is is uh, <laughs> is exactly that. It's a year in Israel where you know a lot of young Jewish people, uh, men and women, mm-hmm. will go to Israel for a year or more. Okay. You know, either post high school, mm-hmm. usually usually right after high school. Right. Um, I waited a few years, but naturally, yeah, because that well, that was you know in my in my community it was normal the, to wait a little longer, right? Okay. You also did the post high school right thing, so yeah, that prepares you I guess. exactly. Um, and people go for school um, and just for the experience and like okay. to you know try to connect with the land and the religion and the thing and the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool, you know, if you're going for the right reasons mm-hmm. and like it, 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 it could be very meaningful. Okay. Um, I went because everyone else was going. Yeah, I heard. I heard. I heard a keyword in there. He said, "Could be very. <laughs> Could be very beneficial. Could <laughs> being the keyword." I, I went to Israel because um, I'm a, I was a follower. I was a people pleaser. Mm. I was too afraid to like speak out what I really wanted. You okay. know. Yeah. And just went with what everyone else was doing because I, if I if I don't go then I'm going to be an outcast, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I'm not going to be able to get ma- These are real thoughts. I'm not going to be able to get married. Right. Yeah. That's a real thought. That is a real yeah, thought. Yeah, that is a real thought. You know? <laughs> no. No. I I'm, sorry. Not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, we're, I understand that. We're, we're, I, we are, we are, we are, we're tracking. I'm <laughs> saying, like, yeah, because I know that yeah. that feeling, that outcast feeling. You, I mean, that's common with the, with the addict brain, mm-hmm. the mentality of uh, a lot of us are followers. You don't see us like say, "Hey, everybody, come with me. Let's go. Be, let's go do drugs and get in trouble." It's more like, "Hey, what are you doing over there?" Right. You know. Absolutely. So yeah, no. That that that. What can, can I do to fit in? Had you already started using at this point? Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was it just alcohol or drugs when you went to uh, in Israel? Or yeah, when I or just well, I like, started with just alcohol. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. were you using drugs at this point in time? You made where you you took that trip over to Israel. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, at that did you point, do it in part because you did the thought ever cross your mind? Well, if I actually do this, maybe I'll stay sober. I'll have to while I'm over there because I can't be there and like be you know going into clubs and being like, "You guys going to heroin?" You know, yeah. or uh, and or, like or thank drinking. God, I, thank God, I was never addicted to opiates. Okay, I or whatever your bullet, yeah, whatever your yeah, drug you of choice was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like oh, this will be a good move for me because then yeah. I'll be I'll move there and then I'll be able to stay sober. Yeah, so you know how we talk about like people, places, and things, mm-hmm. and how like right. we think that like a geographic change is gonna yep. like solve all of our fucking problems. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I definitely had that experience with Israel. Okay. Um, I remember sitting on the plane. Um, I'm super messed up. I'm like. Mm-hmm. I'm tripping. Um, I took like a shit ton of shrooms. Oh weed, fuck! You're not fucking and, like, around. And like a fifth <laughs> before I got on this plane. Holy shit! I I get on this plane. It's a twelve hour flight. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's why I did the shrooms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm like looking at my phone. You know, like you know, like your front facing camera yes. on the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm like talking to myself, <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Yehuda. That's my Hebrew name. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yehuda. Um, you're going to Israel. <laughs> this is this is a big this is a big deal. Yeah, you're gonna make this 
you know, it, it's time to stop fucking around. Oh, you're, you're giving yourself the pep I'm talk. I'm giving myself the pep talk. You were talk. like the right. Jewish Stuart Smalley. Like, <laughs> yes. you know, like Yehuda, you're good enough. You're smart, smart enough. enough. You're a Kelly Clarkson song. <laughs> you're strong. Dang, and dang it, people. And dang it, people like me. <laughs> Oh, man. So you're doing this. You're tripping I'm doing, balls. I'm, I'm tripping balls. I'm, yeah. I'm telling myself that, like, it's over. Like, you're done. Yeah. You're, not, you're, not, you're never smoking so much as a joint. Right. <laughs> That's okay. what I'm telling myself. Sure. I, and I, Mic drop. here's the scary part. What? I fucking meant it. Yeah. That that yeah. is in, that's insane. I meant it, man. You were, oh, my God. That's kind of, that's insanely, you know? that's deep. I meant it so hard. Yeah. Did you feel like you let yourself down? And I lasted a month. Down? How did I say that? Down? Down. You lasted a month. I lasted White a month. White knuckling it. That's pretty good. Like, not even, like, a plane ride is your program. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see why that didn't catch on. Wait, how long, how, long, how long was the flight? How many hours? 12 hours. So instead of 12 steps, you took 12, 12 hours. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very Real quick, yeah. before we get well off the, the plane, yeah. uh, on my way to Guatemala, Guatemala again. Or no, no, this was, yeah, this is not El Salvador, this is Guatemala. Guatemala. Okay. Uh, my friends... We're just starting to do DXM, uh, robo boy. tripping. Yeah, robo and trip. there's this brand Delsum where it doesn't mm-hmm. have any of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. It just has a straight DXM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had a four hour layover, <laughs> and I told myself I don't know why I made this deal. And this is what we do: we make these weird deals yeah. ourselves. I was yeah. like, if I can find that random brand because Delsum wasn't really like popular then, like then I'll do it and try it. Then it's meant to be. Then it's meant yeah. to be. Yeah. So sure yeah. enough, two bottles are in one of the pharmacies because of course they carry it. Yeah, but it's cough medicine. <laughs> like, exactly. Why wouldn't yeah. they? <laughs> and I downed two bottles of Delsum uh, on my way to Guatemala, which I'd never been there before. So you had the by myself. Blues. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, nice. Instead of talking to myself on the plane, I had a guy next to me talking to me about how he could see angels in the clouds. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So instead so of angels in the outfield, it was angels in the clouds. Yeah, exactly. Like, Dude, no, please don't do this to me. <laughs> So you get there, um, everything's okay for a month, and then oh, definitely not off. okay. Oh, no. oh, no, no, yeah, oh, okay. I'm sure, I'm in a what we call a dira, which just means apartment. Yeah, um, in Jerusalem, with I think I was with eight or nine other guys. Oh, it's okay. like a hostel. Um, not like, quite, but the uh, setup a little bit because like, it, I'm in it's a, a regular apartment. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. it's okay. a regular apartment. Okay. Just I was with nine friends. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. We got an apartment together, cool. and that's just kind of the way it works. Like when you're going for you know f- for yeshiva for religious school, it's it's almost like you want to be together with all the guys. It's 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 that like communal uh, sense of like you know we're in this together, we're growing together, sure. we're 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 uh, we're striving together. Everything's you know it's great. Sure, you know. So I'm in this Dero with nine other guys. They're mm-hmm. all like super serious about what they're doing. They're trying to grow. They're studying all day. They're doing Talmud. They're doing everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretending to. Yeah. Um, because God forbid anyone think that I'm different. God forbid they find me out. Yeah. Yeah. Talmud is. Uh, oh God. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds serious. Yeah. It's yeah. it's uh, it's okay. So a little background. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to what we believe there was the the written law and the oral law. Mm-hmm. The written law was given at Sinai. Yep. The oral law was passed down f- uh, from God to Moses. To Moses, yeah. And then Moses to the... To the people. Uh, to to the Aaron people. and Aaron to the right. people. Right, and, yeah. and then the whole chain of command down mm-hmm. to us, mm-hmm. yes. right, eventually. Um, certain amount of th- uh, thousands of years ago, uh, because as, as we move on in generations, we get less and less spiritual. 
Yeah. Like the further away we get from Sinai, quote unquote, mm-hmm. yeah. like the less holy we are. It's almost diluted. Correct. Yeah. That's rather interesting as you say that because so, it, it seems to be the case as well in the program. Yeah. The further we yeah. get away from 1953, you, <laughs> you, you mentioned like in the beginning of our literature, it says the story of how many, many, many thousands of men and women have recovered. Yeah, sure. You, you look at it, you know, 60 some odd years later, roughly. Sure. And the pro, what, what, what recovery Looks, There's people in the rooms like, today who tell you that you should just not drink and go to meetings. Just not drink, go to meetings, you'll yeah. be fine. And at the beginning, mm-hmm. they knew that, like, it was basic. I mean, they even at one point changed the basic text. It's, it's like, okay, do this, or, like, you die. You drink, yeah. and you die a horrible alcoholic death. And it's kind of dumbed down. It's a little softer. and Yeah. Yeah, same thing, but anyways, the further away so, we get. Yeah. So uh, at a certain point, the sages decided that um, if they didn't, because the oral law, the tradition of the oral law was that it, it was never to be written. Right. Never to be written down. Right. Only passed down. Sure. Um, orally. And so at a certain point, the sages decided that if we don't write this down, it's going to be lost forever. Sure. Or at least like changed. Lost. Yeah. Gone. Okay. Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah. Right. And so they made a decision to write it down. Okay. And that's what we have called today the Talmud, yes. which is the ah. entire the entire encyclopedia of oral law written down wow. into a set of books. Okay. And that is what is studied and poured over and during, commentated on during that year you mean like when you're no, in the apartment with general. the guys or just in general okay when when most people when when you hear of a of a great sage or a rabbi who's you know he's a great rabbi he's extremely he has a ton of wisdom he's all that mm-hmm. most of that comes from studying that talmud okay okay for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and days and months and years <coughs> their entire life people yeah. dedicate their lives to studying it Wow. You know, I have I have family members who have dedicated their lives to studying it. Was that your plan yeah. when you got there to kind of do that? No. In some no, way, shape, or form? Or was it just up. to stay no. sober? Or like what? My, no. Why was, I didn't what have, was your reason? I had no plan well, you when said, I got to Israel. So it was, and it wasn't? I was, I was officially going to school. Officially. To study that, mm-hmm. you know, along with everyone else. Okay, sure. Now, just because you're going to school to study it doesn't mean that, like, you're trying to become a rabbi. Right. Or trying, it's right. just like, yeah. it's considered, like, this is what you should be doing. Like, it's, you know, it's the right thing to do. Now and you then meant, you could decide to do whatever you want afterwards. Now, you right. mentioned something earlier. You talked about, I'll never be able to get married. Is that something that like, could be a contributing factor to whether or not you could marry someone whether their family would accept you like yeah they, is so, there like an interview process like have you done your year have, you, have, have you done yeah i do 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 you get vetted it sounds to be funny able to it marry? sounds funny but in a in a in, a, in, in some sort of way yeah. it, it is true because uh in my in the community i grew up in mm-hmm. the way people get married is there's no there's no you know casual dating okay the regular dating scene where you like you meet someone and then like you ask them out it doesn't work that way okay um, it's purely with matchmakers. Arranged. Really? I don't want to go so far as to say arranged, okay. Okay. but matchmakers. So okay. huh. if I were a matchmaker and I knew JP and I knew Scott and I thought they would be great together, right? <laughs> I, would say, <laughs> I would say, I would say, I would tell, I would tell you JP, I would say, Hey, like I know this guy. I got you. And I think it would be great. And I tell Scott, I know this guy, and I think it'd be great. Mm-hmm. And then you guys, and I would set you guys up. Okay. And then you guys would go out, right? Yeah. That's just how it works. Um, okay. But the way it's evolved is that there's like resumes. <laughs> wow. We literally call them resumes. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and it'll say the person's name. Okay. The their family members. 
you know, what they do, what schools Holy they went cow. to, what schools okay. they went to, blah, Legit blah, blah. Resumes. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, references, <laughs> you know. Jeez. Yeah, it's just how it is. Okay. So it's kind of like, like. If it says on my, if it says on my resume that like I didn't go to a Jewish school or that like I didn't do my year in Israel mm-hmm. or that like I'm not trying to study Talmud all the time. Yeah. You know. My mm-hmm. basket just got so much smaller. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, no. I mean, that's, wow. That's, that's, so, so that fear was real. Okay. Intense. Yeah. All you right. know. So yeah, I guess I'm. I guess I'm fucking going to Israel and pretending like I'm normal. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Sure. Um, but normal didn't last. And you made it a month. I made it a month without using. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny. I there was no like specific crazy situation that like led me to go back. Right. Okay. It just ha- it just it happens, just happened. Right. Sure. And it's like. Oh, it was it was a holiday. It was Sukkot, which is the holiday right after the high holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sitting in my friend's uh, on his veranda, and in Jerusalem, and he pulled out a joint, and I'm like, "Fuck man. yeah, hey, like, man. yeah," you know. And that was it. And puff, that puff, was pass, yeah. <laughs> puff puff pass, puff puff pass. And that was it, you know. Okay. And the out and like it's interesting, like my experience with drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. from. I mean, I, I've been drinking since I was about 13, Okay. right? Mm. Well, on and off for the first couple of years, but, you know, eventually all the time. Mm-hmm. Weed, weed, weed was uh, <laughs> a huge part of my life. It's interesting because weed gets such a bad rap. It does. Right. You know, but, yeah. uh, it's like a Fugazi drug. It doesn't, yeah. uh, blah, blah, blah. It's uh, not Fugazi, Fugazi. God, Fugazi. I love your New York. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, Fugazi like, drug. <laughs> And like, there's a f- there's a point there, right? Yeah, it's not going to kill you, right? Like some other drugs might, right? And uh, you know, may not be as physically addictive. I mean, it also you know, has medicinal and it properties. has a lot of medicinal properties, and, right? And, and and there's there's a whole rage now about how amazing it is, and it's mm-hmm. becoming and you know all that, yeah, you know. Um, but I don't know, weed kind of fucked me. It can't. Well, that, well, that goes back to the old school gateway. Type not as thing. a gateway. It didn't no. fuck me as a gateway. Didn't bring you back. It wow. just. I became so dependent on it. Oh. Just to survive. To feel really. Normal. Like, alcohol was always going to be my favorite. Yeah. You know, and that was what was going to fuck me up. Yeah. And that was what I was going to get to really obliterate myself right. along with like other, like, I, and like I, I would uh, uh, supplement with like party drugs and. Right. And, and I love to trip and things like that. Alcohol was going to mess me up. Weed was so that I could have breakfast. Yeah. Function, function. Wake up. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know. Right. See, that's where I was with with sure. opiates. Sure. Like I sure. could not. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. I didn't eat. You know, either. and like like I didn't do it, so I could have breakfast. And, and to the point, <laughs> to the point either. where, and I started, I started smoking weed so young mm-hmm. yeah. that like I I I uh I was averse to uppers. Oh yeah, no, I get it. I yeah, I hate cocaine. <laughs> really, can't stand it. Oh nope. shit. Have you ever um, tried it? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it is fucking incredible. God damn it. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, <laughs> what just happened? Just so we're saying, uh, uh, cocaine is not awesome. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> disclaimer. No, yeah. it was at the time, but no. So like, yeah. I couldn't stand. <laughs> I'm not I saying that like I hate speed. I, I okay. you know amphetamines are just wow. Ugh, right. Like because I don't what 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 am I trying to get? You know, some people are trying to like do their drugs, like wake up and like go do shit yeah. and like yeah. live. Yeah. I'm trying to crawl up in the corner and die. Not think about anything. Okay. 
You know, and I can't get that with speed, and I can't get that with coke. No. You know, I want it like, just, I want to go into my shell. Mm-hmm. You know, because I can't, I can't stand sitting with what is going on inside me. Okay. Do you think? It, do you think it part of that is because of like this very structured a, a life you expect? Like, did I've got this whole family and this religion and all these expectations and so much of my life is 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 I'm supposed to do this. I don't have free choice. I don't have free will to do this. There's obligations. There's conditions about it. Do you think that? That might be, may have been like why that was your specific type of drugs you chose to kind of like not think about those things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I, I think there's a lot of factors that like determine why I did what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because, you know, growing up in those pretty tight knit bubble, like bubbly communities, mm-hmm. you know, weed, weed in my community growing up was yeah. like, Maybe like crack in yours. Yeah, no, I, I was wondering saying. about that. Like, yeah. it's very like, oh my frowned God, he, upon. He's smoking the marijuana. <laughs> you know, are you are you eating drugs? <laughs> yeah, you know, he's a and, marijuana and, sniffer. Yeah, he's like, oh my God, he's like, you know. Okay. And so that was that was what I knew to do. You know, it, it, just in my culture, it was like, you know, you want to rebel, you want to get fucked up, you do, sure. weed, you smoke right. weed. Okay. Right. Um. And then I fell in love, in, in love with it. Yeah. Right. Alcohol in the Jewish community is revered. Yeah, really. It's well, actually it's a part of the it's a part of the reli- like a lot of parts of the religion have alcohol involved I'm in it. Marbles in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of aspects of the religion that like require alcohol. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For like making. Require? Sorry. Like. What do you mean require? Like like. Uh, as part of a ceremony. Yeah, like as yeah. part of a ceremony like, to. With like wine and shit. With wine. With, yeah. Uh, I forgot what the Christians do, drinking the body and stuff, or like whatever. What? No. I don't no, think Jews that's, do that. That's, that that's, I don't so think people. Oh, like, like, talking about like a blood libel? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's saying he's saying he's, he's talking like, about communion, un, unlike yeah, yeah, yeah. holy like communion. A, a Jewish version. No, of the so communion, so yeah. so in Judaism, every Shabbat, um, there's three meals on Shabbat. Each one you have to make what we call kiddush, mm-hmm. which is like a blessing over the meal, over yes. you know thanking God, everything, and that's done with a cup of wine. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it's like a requirement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do grape juice, but it's like considered better to use wine. Right. Okay. Um, there are, you know, every holiday there's a, um, it, it's one of the, one of the commandments, so to speak, is to eat meat and drink wine. Yeah. You wow. know, okay. as a festive. As one of the, the, yeah. Is that one of the feasts that requires that? So every holiday you're you're supposed to have multiple feasts and yeah. each one you're supposed to have meat and wine. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm talking like like the feast of trumpets and like all the different ones like that. What's so the wa- feast of trumpets? Or is it the feast of trumpets? I don't know. There's Do you know my religion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the feast of trumpets? Say it's it's one of the seven Jewish high holidays. The feast of trumpets well is like <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I know what you're talking about in Hebrew. I just yeah. don't know right. the, the English term, term so, for it, right? So, all right. I'm I'm kind of jumping here, but it's yeah. kind of doing this you're you're a singer first and a musician. You've mm-hmm. been in Israel. Were you, when did you decide to be a singer and or a musician? Were you on that in Israel, or did that happen after? Has your recovery helped you realize this dream? How long have you had? You know, just sure. So throw it at me. Buddy. I've been singing my entire life. Okay, since I yeah since I could walk. Okay, 
you know, some of my first memories are me singing with okay. my family. My family is extremely musical. Okay. Um, song is a huge part of my family and also our culture. Yes, mm-hmm. I do know um, that. So I've been singing my entire life. Mm-hmm. I've had a dream to do it professionally probably since I was 10 or 11 years old. Okay. But I didn't actually start doing it professionally until I got back from Israel. Okay. Yeah. So, but so you started in active use trying to go professional or going doing it professionally. Yeah, so I would, right. you know, I I was I was critically acclaimed in my private Jewish high school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, <laughs> Good for you. I'm sorry. I'm not downplaying it. No. <laughs> but I like how you did that. Yeah, so, you know, you know, my family, my community, I I used to I used to uh lead services, you know, okay. a, a lot um, so like my na- my community knew me, right. so to speak, my neighborhood, my family definitely. Was that pressure? No, I loved oh, it. Okay. I loved it. Good. Um, still love it. Yeah. My uh, I I I sang at at some siblings' weddings. Mm-hmm. Not like the keynote singer, but like right. you know right. a little like a few songs here and there, but like by the ceremony. Um, a couple of relatives. So like I got like a little taste of that when I was younger. Yeah. But they wanted you to. You they you weren't like the cousin or, or sibling that they forced. Oh like, no no they were yeah. like oh no yeah no I like yeah. that that's awesome. Not just me I did it with my brothers. Oh cool oh so all okay. how many brothers do you have? I have two brothers. <laughs> okay, four sisters. Oh, huh. yeah. anybody else in the program? Is, no. is anyone had contended with like drugs and alcohol to the point <laughs> no, no, of no, like, no, it's just okay. me yeah, but uh, yeah so. When I got back from it, so I always had that dream. When I got back from Israel and I got sober, um, I really went for it. You know, I. Balls of the wall. Yeah, God put a. a, You know, certain people in my life that really helped me out, um, you know, to get me in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started doing weddings and all sorts of like live events, bar mitzvahs, weekends, you know, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was doing it. And I and you know I had a I had a job for working for a real estate company. Uh, that am. was my nine to five. Oh, and okay. <laughs> that was my nine to five, and and you know my five to ten was you know performing. Yeah. You know, um, and it was amazing, um, but it was also like not amazing because I was playing a part. Yeah. Because I was doing all these Jewish gigs. Mm-hmm. Everything I never did a non-Jewish gig in my life. Right. Oh wow. Oh, so you were you were pigeonholed, or was that by choice? Say more. Huh? I don't know what that means. Oh, pigeonhole means like you have one. Say, say more. Use your words. <laughs> no, you have one uh, style. It, it, that would uh, that would be like an actor that only does comedies, and then eventually wants to branch out and do drama sure, sure, too. Sure. So you were you were you were strictly doing Jewish I was music. In the niche. Hebrew, I'm I sorry. was in the Jewish. The niche. There you go. I was in the Jewish. Uh, Wedding and event niche. Niche. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was doing, right? Which is different than Nietzsche. Nietzsche. <laughs> You're very different than yeah, Nietzsche. Yeah, very, 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 very. Gary put but, a stop on philosophy earlier today. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to say Nietzsche. But either way. <laughs> I just wanted to say Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Jung. Give me my thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I was doing that. I was making, Fuck. you know, some epic monies. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean, you're live gigs good. pay freaking well, man. They do, you know, especially to... when there's some rich mofos like yeah paying yeah. you to do it. Yeah, I only did DJing for weddings. Yeah, and made good money doing that. I can't yeah. imagine actually performing. I was playing other people's yeah. shit. 
<laughs> and like some of like my highest moments were like getting flown out to do stuff. Yeah. Like wow. like I got flown to Toronto huh? to do a weekend gig to, to perform. Yeah, it was like oh, yeah. at the time it was like how old were you? Uh, 22. Yeah, that's big. You know. At 22. Yeah. Be 21 if you were maybe? 16. 21 yeah. or 22, I can't remember. What's the drinking age in in Toronto? 18. 18. No, yeah. it's 19 now. Oh, is that? Yeah. Okay. The uh, big so up. <laughs> one thing I've noticed in this, like you're in recovery and everything, but you're like one of our things in recovery is, is finding our higher power. Like one of the steps and stuff and it's, it's getting your higher power is something that, that I've heard a lot about. It sounds like you had that your whole life already. Did it? Well, I mean, you believe, did you, did, there was a point this where is the, a, this is a very interesting discussion. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Into it. Yeah. Let's, Roll your sleeves up, bro. Literally. Yeah, they're no, already rolled up. Okay, good. <laughs> Here's the thing. And I ran into this problem. Mm-hmm. All right? It's almost harder when you come in with prejudice. And when you, not just prejudice, when, when you come in with, you know, preconceived notions. <laughs> right. I almost envy, and, and this is not to shit on, you know, someone who didn't have religion coming, uh, you know, coming in or mm-hmm. like, and not to, not to say that they don't have their own struggles with, with right. the whole higher power thing, because it's its own struggle. It is. You know, like learning a new concept. Right. And I get it. I'm not like, you know, power to you, mm-hmm. but I, in a way I almost envy, like they get to have that new experience if they're willing and they're ready then they get to have that new experience, no strings attached. Mm-hmm. There's no unlearning. There's no unlearning. Perfect. I know, like uh, you know, and I and and here's the thing. Sorry, here's the thing with. Uh, <laughs> Shut up! I'm talking. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> here's the thing with unlearning, right? It's not about it's not about me saying that everything I've learned up until now, or everyone else's conceptions that have been put on me until now, are not true. Mm-hmm. It's not what it is. It's. It's unlearning the idea that someone else's conception must be my conception. Brilliant. No, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm I'm tracking. And my entire life I had I, I didn't realize this until I came in this past time. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that my entire life, every notion and conception of spirituality, religion, and higher power that I ever had excuse me. Mm-hmm. Were never my own. Uh none of that was ever my own. I always it was always what someone else told me. And that doesn't mean that, you know, what that person told me doesn't work for them. Right. Or that it might even work for me. It doesn't mean that it won't work for me. But it can only work for me if it if it if I develop my own conception and my own relationship. Well yeah. the whole the whole aspect of the program is about developing developing a personal Absolutely. relationship. It's about developing first and foremost a personal relationship with yourself. The reality of who and what you are. The second, it's a threefold process. The second aspect of it is developing personal relationships or rebuilding those, developing new ones and healing the ones that are broken with other human beings. And the third one is about developing a personal relationship with a higher power, God, as you understand him. Mm -hmm. The, The 12 steps is about, in a big part, about those three aspects on that. Like... I was raised as a Lutheran, which is basically <laughs> ca- Catholics. Somebody got pissed off. 
hmm. about them having saints and indulgences, but they took the whole Catholic religion, just threw the saints out, and formed a whole religion around it. Cool. So I went. <laughs> no, no, it's, <laughs> if that's your thing, it's cool. It was not my thing. Same thing. I was an altar boy. I went to church. I had yeah, confirmation. I went sure. to I went to parochial school my whole entire life until I was a senior in high school. And just geographically, because the location of of the Lutheran schools, I couldn't do it. So when I came into when I had, literally the first time I got sober, because I had six years, and I went back out for eleven and came, and, and then I'm back, and I have eight months now, almost nine. Congrats. Woo. Thank you. I had to... Um, You're the it, bomb. <laughs> no, he's the bomb. Um, Me? Him? Uh, yeah, yeah, Nick. Yeah, he's the, the bomb. bomb. Nick no. is your higher power? My higher power. Oh, yeah. oh. God, as I understand, Whoa, dude, the that's bomb. bad. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we need to talk about that later. later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Um, it was very difficult for me the first time around to let all that go because I did have all these preconceived notions. I was yeah. told, this is what God is. This is who you are. This is what other people are. And I re- I mean, the pain got so great. It, I was bal- battling between, I need this new thing the program says I can have, but the fear that was instilled in me, if I let go of this, I'm going to go to hell. Like I can't believe what this program tells me that I can have a personal relationship because my religion told me if I abandoned my religion, I was condemned. And I, honestly, it finally got to the point where the pain of drinking and getting high was so painful. I was like, I'm already living in hell. Fuck, reli- fuck my religion. I'm already in hell. How much more? You know what? I'll take what the religion tells me will happen to me. I will take that over this pain that I'm feeling just fucking not using and wanting to use like I'm literally in a living hell and I will take a, a if, if it's a biblical hell with fire and getting poked and pitchfork and fucked in the ass or whatever the hell it is I'll take that because that will be something different than where I'm at right now and then it was a process of initially letting letting a bunch of it go and then a stripping off of the other stuff the more that I got into the program because yeah. of what because what other people gave me and told me I needed to believe for sure and it's it's very much my experience, um, and, and that's not to say that you know the we, the literature talks about you know be quick to see where religious people are right mm-hmm. you know oh yeah I'm not and, saying I don't I, I disagree no, with no, no. everything from the Lutheran religion but when I came no. when I came in all I had was resentment towards and, towards religion ah, yeah okay and spirituality and the G word and everything right I couldn't even Google. Yeah, uh, Google. Yeah, Google fucked me. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Those drugs weren't real. <laughs> <laughs> true story, by the yeah. way. That sounds true. Yeah. It sounds like you had some experience. Oh my god, <laughs> sore topic. Real quick, before you get further into it, yeah. uh, on just the note you said earlier about like relearning or becoming reacquainted, you know, versus someone like me who I, I mean I can speak for myself who's basically atheist, agnostic, whatever. Like, that idea that if I had to, like, redo and go back, it's like it would be, like, quadruple the work. It would be a total identity crisis. I yeah. completely mm-hmm. see how it's easier, how it is. In a for way. For me, it is definitely easier to start off anew and be just, learn like, but just be, like, living and, like, and like learning and, like, getting versus, like, having to go back, undo, but still keep certain parts. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. that's that sounds like I'm just... Thinking about it right now, it sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, so I, yeah I, it is. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. 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 What were we saying? I mean, now you've got me really intrigued on this Google thing. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah. we were. Oh, t- yeah. So the <laughs> resentment, yeah. right? The resentment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> 
<laughs> so imagine like coming in and and you don't have to imagine it, you know, because you experienced it. Yeah. But like coming in, all I have in relation to spirituality, religion, God, higher power, past, everything is just walls and resentment. Um, I have resentment against teachers, rabbis, family, mm-hmm. um, laws, books, God, God, everything. You know, everything that I had said, I had made a decision that like I don't need to deal with anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Because I have so much. Like I just want to put it away, right? What do I want to do as an addict? I want to stuff, yeah, stuff mm-hmm. it down, baby, yeah. yeah. And then I convince myself that I'll never have to deal with it again, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's not coming back. What about you? And the thing is, is that all of that resentment, I I realized after a certain point, had nothing to do with spirituality, religion, or God. It had everything to do with the human beings Mm -hmm. in my life at that point in time. Right. Yeah. And that was a mind fuck. That is. You know what? You left yourself out of that equation. You talked about how, like, resentful rabbis and family and and religion and practices and locations and things like that. But that's who you are. That's like people, I I imagine this is what, like, my religion taught me was this is who you are. So I'm resentful at all that stuff. I'm actually resentful at me. And who I am. Like, I have to be this thing that I'm not. I don't connect with. Like, I am this practice. I am this person. I am this thing in relationship to a higher power. But it took me a long time to figure out. It's like, yeah, you're right. It's all people. But for me, I had to realize that, like, actually, what I'm really resentful at is me. Yeah. And for me, in a similar vein, I had to realize that, um, I, that my that the negative beliefs I had about myself were mm. what was really messing me up. Okay, because my coming in, you know, back in January this mm. time around, because sure. all the other times were fugazi. Mm. You know, <laughs> let's be real. Right. right, right, right. This time, this time. No, that's from uh, that's Wolf of Wall Street when they're doing blow and drinking martinis with Matthew McConaughey. He's like, ah, it's Fugazi. It's Fugazi. It's Fugazi. It's Fugazi. Yeah. Okay. So, what was I saying? See the resentments. Sorry. The aspects of yeah, the aspects of yourself. Yeah. Right. So I. And you I said had, coming in this yeah. time. So coming yeah. in this time, right. I realized that my my main core negative belief about myself, mm-hmm. cultivated by my surroundings, my everything growing up, my, all my traumas, my past experiences, was that Yehuda is a fuck up. Period. End of sentence. Yeah. Throw out the pen. Throw the key down the wall. It's over. That is what got me. And if I'm a fuck up, if I'm a screwball, hmm. I have... No responsibility. Yep. I can hate everyone for making me a screwball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, it's not my, my fault. Not my fault. No. no, not my fault. No. So hate everyone. Right. Shit on everyone. Okay. And never take on any responsibility ever again because I deserve to do whatever I want. Ah. Because I have been fucked. Okay. And that was, I had to learn. What, what I thought was the biggest injustice done to me, mm-hmm. I had to relearn and, and realize that it was the most selfish, self-centered thing I had ever done to myself. Yeah. Was to to, to create that belief system. Okay. And how? And when we talk about selfishness and self-centeredness is the root, root of our, of our prob- problem. The root right. of our troubles. Right. Yeah. That for me was at the root of the root. 
So you can because all of my selfish decisions that come out on the outside that you know it's like oh my god this guy's a selfish prick, it stems from that belief that because of my past experiences and everything I've been through, mm-hmm. I get to do what I want, and I am the center of it all. Yeah, I'm in control. Right, no one can tell me what to do. Because you can suck my dick. Because you're a piece of sh- piece of shit. Because I'm a broken person. I'm a broken I'm, person. Yeah. Okay. I'll pass. Right. Um. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. yeah. Thought about it. Mm. I already set you up with Scott. I so. know. Sure, I need to see that resume though. Mm. Um, <laughs> so here's 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 the thing, and I'm not letting this go. I got you on that one. I'm not letting this go. It's funny because it's true. It is true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not letting the Google thing go. But we can uh, get back to that. Yeah, we, yeah. we're we're gonna get there. It's very embarrassing. Yeah. I love embarrassing. Mm. Was this 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 realization this this you know you realized that it was all. My selfishness, my like it wasn't ever out. It wasn't outside. It wasn't project. I was projecting my internal angst. Shit. Yeah. 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 Was that a, a an epiphany style? It was a sudden realization. Ooh, like what no. happened when that? When did you find that out? And what through doing the work? Okay. Well, that's cool. That was easy. I was, so that's <laughs> I was expecting. Like, <laughs> I was I was drinking tea and writing. No. Yeah. But a certain founding member of a certain 12-step yeah. fellowship mm-hmm. had a certain experience, which was a white light moment, mm. yeah. which is discussed in his book, mm-hmm. Okay, which I like to partake in, said book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was not my experience at all. No. Okay. Uh, it, was, it wasn't until going through the work and not even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But like one day, like months down the line, I I, I did you know, I did like a one eight, I did like a you know like the yeah. those like cartoon double takes yeah. like <laughs> yeah yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? It just hit you. I was like, a, I haven't obsessed about alcohol or drugs mm-hmm. in months months okay without knowing it without even thinking about yeah. it without even realizing that I hadn't been obsessing. So that was one huge spiritual experience. Yeah. Okay, but then. That, that took months to realize. Mm-hmm. Um, but really going through the work and then looking back, doing that 180, doing not the 180, <laughs> hopefully yeah, not right. the 180, yeah, right. doing the double take and being like, oh my God, I am the root of my troubles. <laughs> <laughs> and that it sucks. Yeah. God. You know, dang. it sucks, but it is so, at the same time that it sucks and mm-hmm. it's like, you want to like curl up in a ball and like <laughs> bury yourself alive because of right. like, you know, the shame. Yeah, yeah. In a way, and 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 an unhealthy shame. Right. Can come in very easily if you're not careful. Yeah. It was also so freeing. Mm-hmm. Like liberating, so, almost. So like, liberating. Yeah. It's like I know what's going on now. When you know the problem, it's fixable. A dur dur. <laughs> so. <laughs> So you know, and 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 no. sorry, I keep interrupting. Scott, no, right. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say so. You guys are so polite. Aww. <laughs> so, you talked about the, the selfishness, self-centeredness, and yet at the beginning of the show, you talked about your career and what you do, working with people on the autistic spectrum and having mm-hmm. participants and being able to, conf- you know, confer with a friend back in New York who does the same thing and offer them some experience and hope and stuff like that. that doesn't really sound very selfish. It sounds like you've, you've had this, chi- there's like the tif- different way of looking at life and stuff. What is what is your life like now? Eight, how many months? January, September? Ten. Ten months later, what does it look like now? 
compared to that realization you had where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm a self-centered prick and I'm a piece of crap. What's it look like now? Now it looks like every day I have a choice to make of whether I'm going to be a selfish prick or or whether I'm going to be a giving, selfless individual. Prick. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> a prick, always a prick. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to be honest. So what I mean by that is that I feel like uh, up until this point, I didn't have a choice. Meaning mm. my beliefs were so ingrained mm-hmm. and I was in such active addiction, I didn't really have a choice in how I was going to act. So now you have the power of choice? The Yeah. We've That's been given new power. Yeah. New power has flowed in. The power of choice. Absolutely. And that is the miracle. The miracle for me is that I now have that choice. Yeah. And I can decide, right? I've been given a power, not from, I, I couldn't do it myself. Right. I needed a higher power to help me. Mm-hmm. But that higher power has given me the power, a new power, to A, not have to pick up, right? So to live a sober life. Yeah, sure. But it doesn't stop there. Mm-mm. You know, like, <laughs> what's uh, one of my favorite paragraphs of the book is uh, later on in, uh, I think it's in, ninth, uh, when it's talking about the ninth step. Okay. Um, we're not going to say the name of the book. Sure. But <laughs> the uh, it talks about how... Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fifty Shades Freed. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It talks about how... We think it says literally says this. We think a man is unthinking. Yeah. If he if he believes that uh, abstinence is enough. Ah. Right. What unthinking to me is nineteen thirty four talk for blithering idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. Yeah. Like don't like they're saying to us. Don't be so stupid to think that you can just put down the bottle. Right. And you're good. And you're good to go. Right. What's the tornado? Uh, uh, Roaring through people's lives. Yeah. yeah. So it talks about how, you know, it's like there's this tornado. You're that dry ra- fucking drunk. Ravaging <laughs> everything around it. Yeah. Right. I'm down in the cellar. Mm-hmm. Right. I come up four days later. I look around. Total obliteration. Everything is destroyed. Yeah. I look up. I turn. I say, hey, ain't, ain't nothing to see here, Ma. Ain't it grand the wind stopped blowing? Hey, I'm not drinking now. Everything's great. Yeah. Yeah. What about the destruction around you? Yeah. yeah. Right? So I put down the drink. And that's the first spiritual experience is that I don't have to pick up. Right. right? I get that choice. I get that power again. Yep. I don't I don't need I'm not I don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't need to wake up and drink in order to survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next step is what about the destruction around me? How am I gonna act today in ways that I didn't used to act so that I can continue on this plane, mm-hmm. continue on this spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Because if the problem is me, right, if if the problem is that I'm so selfish and self-centered and that is the root of everything, yeah. the only way around that is to start acting selflessly yeah. and to start giving and helping others. I help someone else, it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy well, that I, mean, but I, sit cool. down, I, I sit down with someone to go through the work and he thinks I'm helping him. And I am. Yeah. But I'm doing it for me. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's helping a, me it, more than it's it helping, is helping them. I, okay. But, I I'm, doing, but I'm doing it out of yeah. selflessness yeah. for them. That's yeah. the beauty. That's the yeah. cool I, thing, yeah. I had a sponsor up in Brooklyn. Okay. Okay. This guy is from Argentina. Sweet guy. Mm. I was very sick. Very, very sick. Very, <laughs> very he, sick. He, every time I hung up the phone with him, mm-hmm. he would say, hey, thank you for keeping me a sober. 
Oh shit! Uh, yeah. I was like, "Fuck you, man! <laughs> what yeah. do you like? Are you you playing with me? Yeah, you, you, yeah. You think yeah. this is a big joke? No. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Do I amuse you? Yeah. Do I fucking amuse you? <laughs> am I a joke right. to you? I, how am I funny? How am I keeping yeah. you fucking sober? Go get your fucking yeah. shine box. <laughs> And, and I was I used to get so pissed at him yeah because right. I didn't understand what he was saying but now you do and and that got and then I got to this point and those words came out of my mouth I was talking to a sponsor uh, one day I was talking to Swansea. <laughs> yeah. I he, we hung up and I was like hey man thanks for keeping me sober and I was like oh my god uh, you know isn't that crazy no you know spiritual what, experience you know what it is you got you got the literature yeah. it's the written thing and you got the oral. There's an oral aspect of Don't this. Don't do this. There's pro- a huge oral aspect. <laughs> There's a huge oral aspect of this program that gets passed down. Absolutely. From generation to generation. One of those things are, thanks for keeping me sober. Thanks for you know, keeping it's, it's, us sober yeah, yeah, today. Yeah. Um, so we have a thing, and I'm and I, and, and, and Scott's going to just pile drive you with these, oh, but God. I'm going to give you a heads up. At the end At of least every... didn't do it like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. At the end of every cast with our guest we yeah. ask them three questions do you yeah. know about the three questions no I do not okay. are we at so the end of the cast yeah we are like, what about the Google story I know uh, that's gonna we'll have, have to have be you private. back we're gonna have to you throw wanna come that. back we might <laughs> throw a little like uh, we might throw a little like extra uh, like a little bonus track it's very there. simple I got scammed out of two thousand dollars for fake drugs god I love you oh, okay shit. done move on I love you All I right. only got five hundred so so I feel you though because I've done that I um, don't know what this is. I'm glad I don't know Google, what it is. if you try to buy it offline, and if it's not on the dark web, then you usually get scammed. Oh, I know how to go. So, I was desperate. Yeah. yeah. So was All I. Right. So was I. So we asked three questions. Yeah, we got three questions that we ask our guests because the the name of you know the name of the show is the Just for Today cast. So and you know that's that's an or, that's an oral thing too. That's not. It's I, I think it's maybe it might be in the stories in the literature, but it's it's an oral thing as well. You know, we do this just for today, one day at a time. We do this sure. one day at a time. That's not written down anywhere, but you know. So. Uh, so what we do is we ask our guests. So because of the show, it's just for today. You know, it's about living your life for today. So three questions. You have, well, let me set it up. You have 24 hours to live, okay? Not not today, but let's say tomorrow you're going to wake up and your higher power is going to show up and tell you you that you have only today 24 hours. You That's can't it. tell anybody. And then after that, like you go to when you go to bed or 24 hours expires, you're dead. Where would you go in that 24-hour period? Who would you see or spend time with? Like, what would you do? And what you can say one thing or a series of thing, a phrase, paragraph, whatever. <clears throat> what would you say to everybody who's left behind? Because and you have a, like a magic microphone. Everybody hears what you have to say. So where would you go? Who would you see or spend time with? And what would you? What would your parting words be to all of us? You have, you have Trump's Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trump's Twitter account. You threw uh, it in. We don't have to <laughs> fucking can of worms. Mm. Well, uh, no, he, like, no, I get it. We said uh, yeah. no politics He's on the show. He's got a reach like, yeah. like no other. A reach like no other. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay. He misspells it, but it's okay. Wow. Where would you go? What would you? Who would you see or spend time with? What would you say? No pressure. Mm. It's pretty deep, right? Yeah. I would go... To I would go to my parents' house. Um and I would spend time with them. 
and just try to give them like show them as much gratitude as I could because I'm not sitting here today if not for their help or the earth um, and I don't do a good enough job of showing that I don't, like honestly they're they've saved my life on multiple occasions um, I would go there for sure and spend as much time as I could with them yeah um, and my parting words would be help each other because you have no idea uh, what impact you might have on another person's life. That's good. That's I mean, that, that was intense yeah. just now man that's awesome because you thought it out you didn't just like blurt out oh i go to rio and 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 have <laughs> supermodels no you're really family you acknowledge that that i i, I respect that <laughs> now, that was a dig by the way mm. at nick. What say? <laughs> oh you don't want to know what nick's yeah. answers were you do not want to let me there was family was no there was no it was yeah, it, was it was all about let me put yeah, the, it was all about what nick was gonna do well, <laughs> on his last serious day questions. it is serious. a serious it is a serious question yeah. he, he seriously yeah. answered that's the quietest this room has ever been yeah, yeah. that was intense dude that was yeah. awesome like yeah. I'm, I'm literally like bravo i'm not giving you shit like, that <laughs> okay. was good you know what though that's that, that's a good that's a good way to spend all your last 24 hours that's yeah really man i mean it's just yeah gratitude man awesome i'm not it's important. Basically, I don't, don't know what else to say. About Basically, it. don't yeah. be a dick. Don't be yeah. a dick. Gratitude. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the the people that I've seen that are most asshole-ish or dick or whatever is the zero gratitude. Yeah, and that's like, where I get and that. And I, I can get caught up in it. Like, I, I'm full of stress right now. I'm moving soon. I might, mm-hmm. you know, I'm mm-hmm. picking up new stuff in my life, and like everything's like I have a lot of worry and fear and stress, and like, yeah, gotta just remember gratitude. Like, where am I? What's going on? You know, yeah. you know, like. All these like first world problems that I'm dealing yeah, with. Yeah, dude. You know? First world problems. Oh my god. You know it's inter- <laughs> you know it's funny because you, you you said that you're just a selfish, self centered, and something's wrong with your broken person. But you you gave two examples there. You said you you were gonna go give something to somebody else, which was spend time with them. You were gonna take what you had 24 hours and go share it with your parents. And then the words you said was help somebody else, like get out of yourself. Yeah. Sounds like this program's worked for you. Yeah, and I owe it to the grace of my higher power for helping me see that light honestly honest to god um it's the it's the simplest program i've ever been a part of yeah and it, it gets so jumbled up because of my own fickle brain that wants to complicate things yeah at the end of the day it's trust higher power help others get out of your own head mm. and my life gets better well we, you know and we're grateful you trusted us we're we're yeah. grateful that you know, you came yeah. here today yeah. Add demon and spent time with us. Here. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Man. Hold up. Add, Add, Add demon. Add demon. Add demon. So, Add demon. Add yeah. demon. Yes. This is ending near ending the show. This is when I come on and I and I and I get to <laughs> speak for a couple of seconds. Yeah. Uh, Boo. So yeah, I know. <laughs> Boo. Uh, we are on. We have a Patreon. Ooh. Yeah. We have Ooh. an Instagram, which mm-hmm. is. Uh, just for today cast our facebook it's a giant long number but it's the just for today cast group <laughs> yep yeah uh we are on 
iTunes. Ooh, you made it on as, iTunes now. Yeah, yeah. as of uh, four o'clock this morning, we are on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We have Spotify, uh, and iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud is under podcast by Broken Helm, and you can actually type in Broken. just for today cast, and it will come up in iTunes as well. Yeah, cool. I already tested it and whatnot. Okay, pretty cool. Yeah, he doesn't seem impressed. Mm. What else? What else? Oh, and he's on iTunes already. What are we? What are we doing? <laughs> we're, uh, we're on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Oh yeah, this. You this can is search where, broken. Yeah, you're on Spotify too. We're on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. I do, I know, you can you search. Forget the Spotify. You can either search Broken Helm, uh, or yeah. you can type in Just, just for Today with yeah. the number four, mm-hmm. um, and like scroll through. You'll find us that way. Yeah. Huh? Uh, and coming up, I don't think we know. Yeah. Well, we have ideas, but we, we like to keep it a little surprising. Yeah, we like to keep yeah. it a little surprising. Yeah, yeah. we've got uh, we got a couple people we're talking to. We've actually got uh, somebody that expressed an interest to possibly do something. We might be doing something next week. I don't know. Involves we'll ping pong balls. Oh, forget about that. Winona Ryder is not coming. Was it? Was no, it? Was it? Know. Her name Bubbles. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, I mean, I think yeah. that we've enjoyed having you uh, yeah. on the show. I Thank appreciate you, sir. it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for thanks it's for really coming. awesome. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, on behalf of myself and JP and Nick, our producer, and God, our higher power, is that Broken what we're doing? Helm. Broken helm. I was gonna get there. You doing this? <laughs> that means like him. No, no, I am God. Oh, Nick, uh, is my Nick, is my, Nick is our higher power for the, you know, the, the little bit of time. <laughs> Hellfire Brimstone. Yeah, and uh, on behalf of Broken Helm, uh, thanks you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Nice hey, I'm little. podcasting here. Hey. 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 <laughs>